And then I just got this itch one day that I was like, I'm doing it. I'm going to go all outboard. I'm going to do it right. Because I was like, if I'm going to compete, I'm not just going to dip a toe in. I'm going to jump in the pool. It's just like you. Welcome, everybody, to Nashville Drummers Podcast, episode 24. Today's guest is Kip Allen, who is the current touring drummer for Madeline Edwards and also Devin Dawson. And many of you may know Kip as a Belmont grad here in town. He's a session drummer as well and just an all-around really good dude. And from having great hair. Yeah. And great taste in bourbon. Totally. I liked him talking about figuring out your direction and doing the things which send you that way and not doing the extraneous things. We go into his stories of touring and also the cool story of his cut with, spoiler, Keith Urban. So stick around and we'll actually include a sample of that track in the episode. We hope you enjoy Nashville Drummers Podcast episode 24 and Happy New Year. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I've of course. Seeing y'all on Instagram, and I'm like, Ooh, what are they doing over there? Yeah, well, Dude. it's funny. We were just talking beforehand about how we connected, right? Yep. Through Instagram. And right. I think I followed Kip like just before I even came to Nashville, following the cool Instagram drummers back then. Yeah. Hey. That must have been like, because <laughs> yeah. I mean, you were, you know, I definitely want to go into use of social media and just yeah. marketing, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I mean, I was, I've been following you for like, Six, ten years, I don't know, something like that. Wow. Dang, dude. It's like the home That's studio cool. thing. So yeah. I've been yeah. following you for six years. <laughs> I know. I'm like, wow. Every moment yeah. has led to where we are. Yeah, right it, now. Instagram yeah. Instagram has allowed us verbiage <laughs> that in any other era would be so unacceptable. <laughs> I know. I've right? followed you for ten years. Like, what the I've been fuck? watching you. <laughs> yeah. You would think of that. Yeah. Uh, like Instagram has given it a weird like I I know people's lives without yeah. Knowing them. But it's also like, how many people do we follow but never meet? Don't really know. Right. That's true. You know? That's why I love doing this podcast. We get to actually meet the people, well, see it, the personalities. And, right. and it's allowed us uh, a glimpse into what well, both, I mean, Instagram and social media in general has allowed us a glimpse into like the, I call it the deep lore of Ooh. drums. Like if you go into a comment section and someone says something interesting and then the drummer sees it and responds, you know, Andy Prado saying, well, yeah, man, like I always practice with wrist weights on. Oh, <laughs> and then like actually seeing in one of his videos on the snare, like almost out of sight, our wrist weights. I'm like, oh, he really does practice oh, wow. with wrist weights on. Mm. Like, oh, okay. Got it. The deep lore of drums yeah. going in the book. Wrist yeah. Weights. The comment section is like the playground at school. Yeah. Kids yeah. talking, but now it's just. That's where you find it. Yeah. It's the water, the <laughs> proverbial water cooler or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Take us back to, you know, your journey to Nashville because you've been here now, what, 10 plus years? 10-ish years. Yeah. I think right at 10-ish, I think. Wow. And you're still here. Start to lose track. Yeah. But yeah. Cool. So I came here for Belmont. I went to Belmont okay. for four years, studied commercial percussion, did the whole thing. But I actually, a lot of people dog on going to Belmont, but I got a lot from it and yeah. I dogged on it for years. I know I yeah. did. I'm guilty of it. Certain aspects. But yeah. when I look back and like more so who I studied with and who I met, just worth every every penny. Yeah. So Yeah, at a school like that. Can't be mad about totally. that. I mean, first year got to study with Chester Thompson. Like 
Good lord. Hard to beat that, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was this weird, (laughs) weird relationship of, like, I'm disappointed in you because you didn't practice, but, like, would never get mad, would never yell, never raise his voice, but it was just... That's worse. It's like the... your father being right. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're I like, thought you just like that too. Uh, Dude. But it made me practice best. harder. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It was really smart. Yeah. I was like, all right, cool. But actually one fun thing about him, we'll go off a little tangent. Yeah, no, on dude. That. Tangent fun, all the way. That's a fun yeah. like, time want all the in stories. my career. Yeah. Just, I came in being this metal drummer, being not oh. really knowing what I wanted to do. Started in metal before college and toured and went to college and was like, let's figure this out for real. And basically... Chester would have me play everything on the right to like right-handed normal. And then he would be like, now you have to play it left-handed everything. So like full lefty kit or open hand, just open hand luckily. But he would make me like, usually he would put a right on my left and I would have to like actually do that. Luckily he didn't make me change my feet, but it, I think that even challenged me more because I had to still play it right-handed in my feet, but left-handed in my hands. Yeah, man. It was really cool. I, in the moment I was like, what the hell am I doing this for? But (laughs) Now I look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's, I catch myself all the time doing something open-handed. And I'm like, I would have never done that without him. Yeah. Yep. But it's cool. It's opened up a lot, but. I play open-handed now. I, I changed to, from cross-handed. Really? Open. Yeah. So I'm, I'm. Open. I still need to get into that. I've I, so I, I come really up a lot on this too. I feel, I feel like it's honestly, I feel like it is the most natural way to play. There are reasons why we're taught cross-handed. And I th- think those are still based in where the drum set was 50 years ago. Uh, sure. My, so, but we'll, we can get into that a, another time. You know, your left hand's probably not, it might be a little weaker. You're, sorry, your non-dominant hand is probably, <laughs> probably not that much weaker than your dominant hand, but it's probably like 80% or 90% dumber. It just won't respond as well. Yeah. So doing little things like, like I would just, first I st- started writing the alphabet you know, uppercase and lowercase. And then I just started free form journaling with my left hand and I, and I started really tightening things up. Yeah. So that's to hear that he made you, yeah. made you play open. Like, yeah. You got You got to learn to play it all open handed. I'm like, I love that. That's fantastic. It's really cool. So that was year one for you. What was year two? Like who else did year you study two with? was with uh, Todd London. So mm. he's like one of cool. the staff yeah. guys. I don't know if you guys know Todd, but I know the name. I've heard his yeah. name about a million yeah. times. Yeah. Super, super cool, unique player. He plays a lot of like Caribbean music. Does a lot of like steel drum and I think, very... Remember we talked to Al? I think he studied with he yeah. went to Belmont too. I think yeah. he did the same track. Most people st- yeah. study Chester with Todd at Todd, least once. Yeah. yeah. So Todd was great. He really got me into like like Afro-Cuban and Caribbean music, like all sorts of crazy styles. Tried to push me into jazz. I resisted. <laughs> fair, fair. I just, I never felt a dr- like a pull to jazz. Like yeah. nothing ever like pulled me to it. I love it. Yeah. I love listening to it. It's really cool. But I just, for some reason, like don't want to play it. Don't really want to play it. Interesting. Yeah. So that's often the opposite experience. Right. Because people are like, I don't really want to listen to it, but it's fun to play. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, I get, because I get to do all this improv stuff. I'm like, yeah, but listening to those old records, like you're interesting that you'd and be I, on the opposite end. I do think that part of it's my teachers kind of turned me off from it because they all tried to force me to play all this super ridiculous stuff that I just was like, I kind of just want to groove. I don't want to do this comping crazy shit with my left hand doing weird stuff. I'm like, it doesn't Mm -hmm. feel good to do. It doesn't feel natural to me. So I would just resist it. Yeah. But I guess that's probably why. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. Well, it's it's that whole, you're force fed 
some food that's maybe kind of unpleasant, you won't, you're not going to grow up t- to appreciate it. You're going to be like, no, I'm never eating that yeah, again. Don't Thanks, mom and dad. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I hate squash forever now. Oh. <laughs> I got personal, right? I got real oh. personal. <laughs> Listen, let's go dark. Yeah. Oh my God. Why do you hate squash so much, Slender? <laughs> Slender. <laughs> That's good. So talk to us some more about that transition from, because you said you kind of grew up being a metal drummer. Yeah. And then going to commercial, you say percussion? Percussion. So I had to study like classical alongside cool. drum set. But yeah. I went there for a drum set. But yeah. they basically were like, you got to study classical. And I was like, yeah. okay. I didn't, I resisted, of course. I was like, ah, I don't want to learn four mallet marimbo. Like, what is this crap? <laughs> it's awesome. But it is I really fun. Too, yeah. It's, yeah. I, I, I don't I use it now, on, but no, I, yeah. I picked up four mallets the other day on a, like a vibraphone and was like, I can still do this. Cool. Put yeah, it back right. down. Was <laughs> wow. Like, yeah. So that's, I don't know. I, that's kind of like, honestly, I got here and I was like, it's, I'm done. Like yeah. metal. I quickly realized I wasn't going to make the career I wanted to make with it. Mm. So I honestly, I was too happy for it. People <laughs> used to always laugh at me. They're like, dude, yeah. you're playing this like really angry music and you're so happy. Like you're smiling on stage and it's, weird and i'm like hmm sorry i don't know i love playing drums and it's it's fun music i still play it yeah but um i just don't play it out anymore right interesting interesting uh i mean yeah my left foot is weak now oh yeah but my right foot's good (laughs) yeah buddy (laughs) what kind of metal now were you into at the time slash do you do you still dig oh i still listen to metal all the time yeah um i mean i was really into kind of like all the mainstream guys like a day to remember attack yep. attack like the metal core i guess is what you yeah, would yeah. call it i really enjoyed all that music it was fun it was i think it had a lot of elements of dance in it Tough. which i think i'm now literally at this moment realizing that's maybe why i liked it so much because <laughs> yeah. i also was super into edm so hmm. like it, it's that stuff is just dancey stuff that's really heavy yeah that's it like that what's not to like right it's aggressive yeah. dancing Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. That's why you're so happy all the time. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. And then after, once I got to Belmont, I was like, there's no metal here. I don't see anyone doing it. I don't want to even reach out to anyone doing it. I was just kind of yeah. like, I'm just going to make a, a separation and just, and then I ended up playing with Devin who came from a metal band. Right. It's <laughs> like, of course <laughs> I find the one metal guy, Dude. but he didn't want to do it either. So it was perfect. Birds of a feather, baby. Yeah. You, you're going to attract that. I mean, I don't, necessarily believe in like you know people talk about the secret like you're just you're putting it out in the universe and it's kind of come back to you like if i'm out wearing a shirt that says dillinger escape plan somebody who likes dillinger is gonna see that shirt and be like yo you like dillinger yeah that's what's up man yeah Yeah, what's your favorite dillinger album like that just it just happens and you can't tell them (laughs) right uh i'm not telling you because this is nashville and there's no metal here so get away from me get away from me (laughs) why are you wearing the shirt that don't ask me questions Well, don't ask me questions. There's a lot more metal coming here. There is. Which is interesting. Yeah. There sure um, is. Do you guys like, like all genres coming here now? Like it's really random. I mean, you've probably seen that more than, than most. Do you guys right? know Thy Art is Murder? Thy Art is Murder? Yes. Mm, nope. They're coming to the basement east. I don't know if you like know some of their songs. It's one of the heaviest bands I've ever listened to. <laughs> Yo. And I'm going. And oh, I'm yeah. terrified. And I'm taking my wife. And yeah. she's also terrified. Perfect. And I'm excited. <laughs> We're going to be back by the soundboard. Like, Yeah, get, yeah stay away <laughs> from that pit. I am yeah. scared, but also got to be there. Yeah. yeah. 
Actually, that would be hilarious to put on like a huge metal show there. So I think someone told me Metallica played there or no something. Way. Someone, the, the basement, basement, yes, the basement. What? Yeah. Apparently, <laughs> a bunch of people were like, "Oh yeah, that happened." Like I remember there was like thousands of people in the parking lot trying to get. Oh, in. so maybe it was an outdoor thing? No, or no, it was indoors? Oh, no, no. Yeah. They played in the basement. Oh my god. I have to look into that. Yeah. I don't even know. How, like my brain can't compute that. Yeah. I'm like, what? How? I mean, I don't doubt that it would. If you're saying that people said it happened, then I'm it, pretty sure, I'm it's, sure. it's been a few years since someone told me that. Give us some of your metal drummers that you were Uh-oh. looking up to or still <laughs> still look up Uh-oh. to. We're yeah. yeah, we're going down this path. Garska, Garska, Matt Reiner, Matt, Adam, Adam Gray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. saw him yeah. in college. Dude, Adam, he came to my college. Adam is one of the reasons Same. I wanted to do stick tricks. Yeah. And then I dropped yep. a stick one time. I was like, I'm never doing a stick trick again. <laughs> I yeah. was like, that was embarrassing. Yeah. It's so much. It's a huge risk, huge reward. If you can do a sick yeah. stick trick, you know who the, you know Dean Castronovo, the guy who was playing for Journey for a while. Oh, yeah, I yeah. Think, okay, I think he was the first one I ever saw do like the giant stick toss. Oh, like way up in the air, way high. Yeah, and it was. Uh, let's see, it would have been during separate ways during that da, 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 the the build up to the final chorus. Da, 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 do, 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 do. Oh, yeah, like, that's oh, what the. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's one thing like at the end of the song, but like in the middle, especially a build up like that, I, that is risky. That's a badass. How do you, I mean how how do you suppose like how do you get good at that? Like it's so, it's so <laughs> I feel like if you're failing, you're just you're not only you're dropping and it's annoying, but like you're gonna break a lot of sticks. I don't know how many sticks oh, yeah. you've just thrown at the ground. I've like snapped yeah. sticks in half by throwing sticks at the ground. Well, oh, like, yeah. I mean, you yeah. could practice that, but I feel like. Playing, doing that live is like a different yeah that pressure you can't really practice that you know I mean, right that that's and true. that's kind of my, maybe Broadway because that's that's the gin then <laughs> right that's, that's the that's I can't do. wait to see you I, do you play on Broadway I've sub sometimes okay not, I can't not wait to see nearly as much of you on Broadway throwing the stick up I'm I mean Nate's like, already just an animal on Broadway <laughs> yeah, so that, that's not a far next step for him well okay I want, I want to talk about obviously we we jumped into the metal thing but I really want to hear about what you're doing now. Currently, um, I'm playing for a girl named Madeline Edwards. She's kind of a newer country-ish artist, as they all are mm-hmm. ish mm-hmm. artists. But she's got a cool like Americana thing kind of behind her sound, which is really fun. Yeah. Really fun for me. But that's who I've been touring with this whole last year. We did like the Stapleton run for like three-ish months. Awesome. Played my first two stadiums, which was really cool. Wow, man. Tell us about that. Yeah. Very oh, this is gonna this is gonna suck for y'all, probably. <laughs> Underwhelming. Really? Yeah. In a weird way. And my my wife was with me on the first one and she said the second I walked off stage, she was like, She's like, What's wrong? Yeah. What's wrong? And I was like, I don't know. That was just really weird. Granted, we were first of four. I mean, it's crazy. It was like a what, a thirty thousand person stadium or Maybe more. I don't even know. Where, where was that? At? This was in Kentucky. Kentucky. So is it a stadium that they'd never done a show before? So it was the first time. Like an old football stadium, I think. Yeah, yeah. But they, it, it was great. I mean, it, we had a great show. It was really fun. There was probably still 10,000 people when we went on. Like, it's not like we played for no one. Right. right. It was still, like, packed enough that I was like, oh, damn. Yeah. We're in a stadium. Like, this is crazy. But it was like, I walked off and I was like, Okay. Just another show. Like, yeah, I just yeah. I had it too built up in my mind. That's what I was gonna yeah. ask if if you had those yeah. expectations for something probably too high. But, but yeah. I do think in Stapleton shoes or any of his bands, I think looking out and seeing the entire yeah. thing, mm-hmm. being the headliner, 
that would be different. Yeah, e- everybody's yeah. singing every word. Yeah, yeah totally. that has a different feeling. Yeah, yeah. so it was kind of interesting because like with Madeline, that was our first run on the tour. Right, like the first weekend, the second show was a stadium, and it was the they called us. It was like a, a fill in for her, so they didn't they were, weren't expecting to have us there. They mm. had another artist drop at the last minute, and they were like. We know you guys are supposed to go on this tour in like a month and a half, but uh, can you come on next weekend? And we were like, "Holy <laughs> shit! Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. Rehearsals, like yeah. we gotta go. Like it was, yeah. we did, none of we hadn't rehearsed yet. None of us had played her music yet, so it was like brand new. Hmm. But it was really cool. Yeah. The show went really great. Everyone was super happy, and mm-hmm. but it was like, I think maybe just a lot happening in the moment for me to like really settle into being like holy shit i'm playing my first stadium yeah yeah because i can look back on it now and be like yeah, yeah that was really cool mm-hmm. but in the moment it was like a weird letdown hmm. mm, yeah i'm sure you're not the only one that's been no, through that no yeah. i actually have talked to a few other drummers yeah. about it and musicians in general and been like is this a thing and they're like oh yeah it's totally a thing mm. and i'm like oh okay cool it's not just i'm me. not just like weird yeah <laughs> like oh, no. we should come up with a, a name for that particular experience and it mm-hmm. doesn't have to be a stadium either just your yeah. first arena show, your first TV performance, or whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean that, that that makes sense, man. If you if you play, you can play a, a you know a tiny freaking room, a hundred cap. Yeah. Hundred, you know, and if if it's packed and everyone's going bananas for your set, it feels like the most giant show possible. Oh yeah. It's like I remember um, when I I toured with this post hardcore band, uh, and we played a show in chicago and the room it was not a big room it was a place called the subterranean and cool, but it was man. just just packed yeah wall and wall. everyone knew all the words and they're all screaming and jumping around i was like this is the coolest yeah. i will never yeah. forget that show be just because the energy was there like, mm-hmm. yeah that's why i like club dates anyways yeah because there's so much more like in it like you're like me to the wall or from you to from people and i'm like yes yep i can like feel it sometimes when you're in an arena you're like yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Disconnected. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of you here, but I don't feel the, anything from right. it. It's very. So, do you prefer to play smaller venues then, or? Um. It just depends. I think it depends. Yeah. I like playing arenas just because of the ease. Usually, there's a lot of crew to help, and I'm not yeah. like schlepping drums off the stage really right. quick because yeah. the headliner's got to go. Or even if I'm the headliner, I'm like, crap, I don't have a tech yet because yeah. we're playing for 500 people. Right. <laughs> I'm like, I gotta pull all this shit. I don't know. I'm just lazy. Yeah, yeah. But it is not lazy to not feel like moving your drums. <laughs> it's that's just called being a human being. Yeah, true. It's it's a lot. I play a game with myself packing now. I'm like, I start timing myself to see if I can do it like under a certain amount of time. Oh, it's fun because it really like it gives you a purpose of doing it, and then you're like, at the end of it, you're like, oh, I got packed in four minutes. So going back, yes, I love playing clubs. Yeah, clubs yeah. are really fun. Um, but I do also love playing bigger stages sure. but it's just that disconnect sometimes it, it can be a little like oh like i wish i was more with the crowd hmm. do you find yourself or maybe you don't get anxious or nervous at all i know for me like i sometimes get more nervous in a smaller event because yeah, I, everyone's usually i know friends and family are at yeah. the show too and you, you probably like feel randoms. a little more vulnerable yeah, because exactly. they're all so close and you're more connected which yeah. i think is a cool Part feeling experience yeah yeah i think sometimes i I would agree. I think I'm more nervous sometimes in club situations and yeah. like or like showcases where I know it's like, oh shit, there's five drummers out there that I know. Yeah. Or there's a bunch of label heads out that I'm like, 
I have to sound really good because I want them to want to hire me and keep me here. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. But um, sometimes, yeah, in arena, I can, if the first few I would walk out and be like, oh my God, this is crazy. And then I was like, okay. It's <laughs> so, like you start to realize too, when the lights are on you, you don't see anything past like 10 feet in front of the stage. Mm. Yeah. So it kind of just becomes a small room to you. Until everyone puts their phone lighters up. And then oh, you're yeah. like, like, hey. Oh, there's a lot more than I was allowing myself to remember we're here. Yeah. That's cool. But, I mean, I just started putting blinders on, at least at first. Now I just don't really get nervous. Nice. But I'll get nervous in smaller shows. Yeah. yeah. You ever, air, you ever airdrop someone, something at a at an arena show? Yeah. Well, I do it on airplanes, but <laughs> nice. that too. You're one yeah. of those guys? Uh, yeah. yeah, but yeah. I, like, uh, yeah. I try to do funnier stuff. Not, yeah, yeah. not like, oh, like crude. we're, we're, right, we're right, grinding totally. the plane now because of this guy. Right. Something inappropriate. That would be bad. Yeah. yeah. Well, that happened. Well, like, we're landing and yeah. you're being arrested. So <laughs> that's, you know, I actually enjoy. just had someone tell me that they airdrop people, their music on planes and airports around coffee shops. That's kind of smart. Kind but of, and also, also very annoying. Well, yeah, what was the... Uh, <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I'd like that. Well, it's like the, what was it? I'm forgetting the band with, with Apple Music, right? When they had their music. You too. You too, yeah. And everyone and they, hated They, they recently them. came yeah, out that. with like a statement. I don't know why. Did they? Yeah, they were like, we realized that this yeah, was they totally apologized. fucked up. Yeah, yeah. You know, I like will just applaud them for it down. trying, because no one had ever done that. Yeah, it was innovative. Yeah. What if it worked? What if everyone was like, oh, that's actually really cool? Like, yeah. I don't think anyone would have ever said that's cool, no. but... I guess they could try. Well, to your point about like the food, like you were joking around with, because it was force fed. It's like, uh, even if they thought yeah. maybe they would have thought it was cool, but the way it was delivered probably tarnished it. Along the lines of playing bigger venues, you mentioned like media appearances. Yep. You were just on the Today Show pretty yep. recently, right? Yeah. Was that also with ago. Madeline? Yes. So yeah, yeah tell us about that. Um, it was her first TV performance ever, and they called us last minute for it, which was very weird as they, I can't say this yet, but they called us for another one today. I wow. literally got a call on the way here that was like, by the way, you're doing this one in two weeks. And I was like, okay, <laughs> tight. Like, well, what's great is this won't be out before then. So you're, you, oh yeah, oh, this probably be, be yeah. December. Perfect. So it's so. Colbert. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, oh dude, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh my God. So my I've never done Colbert. So, yeah. but it's not, we're not going there. It's filmed. Okay. So it's just filmed here. Oh, interesting. Which okay. is cool. Yeah. Nice that we don't have to right. fly all the way there to play for literally five minutes. But it would be yeah. interesting. Yeah. 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 And like, that's yeah. what the Today Show was. Like, we flew all the way to New York. We flew in the day before. We, I mean, we had a great night. We went to yeah. a cool but. bar. We went, I don't know if you guys know Death & Co. The super nice cocktail bar there. No. Oh, no. Really dope. If you ever go, gotta go there. Writing this down. Yes, you should. Yeah. So we went there, had a cool dinner, and then we woke up at the like 2 a.m. call time that Jeez. that takes. Went there, sound checked, came back, showered, went back to the show, and we were on a flight in like two hours after that. Damn. And so I was, that's a quick thing. Yeah, I was back in Nashville by like seven or eight. Yeah. Which was very bizarre. <laughs> but how, how did that feel? I mean, talk us through like that emotion of, um, I mean, I guess compared to, you know, like an arena gig or just any other normal actual gig. Definitely a lot more nerves involved yeah. uh, just because I don't know if it was live or not, but the, I've done it twice now. And the first one was like live, live, like it, it was rolling. Like yep. it was like, this is going out right now. <laughs> I think this one was delayed by an hour, Okay, but it was live. I guess, no, it was live on the East coast, but it was delayed by an hour and then two hours. So it was all at 10 o'clock across the country. Yeah. So it was live for some people, but interesting, um, which I okay. guess, 
The first one might have just been that too, mm-hmm. now that I think about it. But that one specifically is a little more like you feel the nerves because you're like, yeah. you drop a yeah. stick, you miss a note, you hit the rim on accident. There is no editing. Yeah. It's it's there. You yeah. accidentally say like a whole bunch of racial slurs in a row. <laughs> like, oh man, I didn't mean to do that. Yeah. It just happened. Oh no. Yeah. But no, I mean, yeah, I would say totally this one was that. a little more a little more nerve wracking than any of the other ones because this is the first time I ever sang. Ooh. So oh, I did, did BGVs. Didn't know you were singing. Or that you do. Yeah, very yeah. subtly. Yeah. <laughs> we just did some like ooze and just to kind of fill it in. And, ooze and oz. Yeah. Yeah, just to kind of make it not feel like so bare. But right. um and it was really cool. Um I was more confident than I thought I would be. I didn't know how I would feel that being the first time I was singing on a stage. Had you guys rehearsed like the day before in Nashville? We or? did one vocal rehearsal for about 20 minutes at my house. And we yeah. just all sat there and did the ooze. And we were like, all right, that's good. Let's go drink some bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> and that was it. Wow. And the next time we ran, it was on the stage. That's so crazy. it was pretty weird. What yeah. bourbon did you drink? I drink a lot of bourbon. A lot of mm. different types of bourbon. Here we go. Let's talk. Let's talk about <laughs> bourbon. Let's talk about bourbon. Yeah. What's your go-to bourbon? Uh, go-to is Eagle Rare. Okay. Yeah. So just solid. It's yes. my favorite. It's got a good age statement. It's good proof. It's always drinkable. Mm-hmm. Um, favorite though, favorite bourbon is uh, William LaRue Weller. Whoa. Haven't had it. Yeah. William it's, LaRue Weller. Good luck finding it. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably one of the harder bourbons to find other than like some of maybe like older stuff and like pappies and crap like that. Okay. It's all really good, but it's just hard to find. Yeah. A lot of it's overhyped, but totally. it is all really good. Yeah. You uh, tried Midsummer Night's Dram? I drank that last night. Yeah. So I actually flew to Utah this year, a, a month ago. I flew for, there for the release of it at their distillery. Oh. oh yeah, I'm mad into it. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's so cool. Okay. Yeah. Me and a bunch of dudes flew out there and like we did a bunch of exploring, like ATV riding and drinking. And well, no. you know what? I've got a lot of bourbon at, at my house uh, and- we're going to hang out. Did gonna... you see my story literally last night? No. And I was like, does that why?" I wonder if that's why you brought it up. I was like, what? <laughs> Dude, it's amazing. I yeah. call it Christmas in a bottle. It is that. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Drink High West. Sponsor these guys and send me free shit. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, real talk. I actually do know some of the people, though. They're really, really sweet people. Yeah. Yeah. So, Dude, well, that, oh, that's I always, could, yeah. I could throw the connect. I don't know if they would do it. Yeah, <laughs> it's always worth asking. Yeah, let's. We should prob- do a survey. I feel like a lot of drummers are probably in a bourbon, right? That's true. Yeah, I mean, that, that is our audience. So. I yeah. talk to a lot of drummers. It actually could be it. a thing for them. Yeah, it's a pretty solid go to for a lot of drummers and a lot of players in general. Yeah. Especially like anybody in Nashville. It's, there's something people are like, yeah, I'm like maybe kind of involved is in country a, music. I got to drink. Yeah, is that bourbon. a Southern thing? Yeah. Probably. Where yeah. are you from, by the way? Uh, originally from Texas. Texas, okay. So moved around a lot as a kid, but mostly from Texas. Cool. I claim Texas. Where in Texas? Fort Worth. Okay. Yeah. Are you from Texas? No. Okay, I was like... But I was thinking of moving to Dallas before I came here. Nice. Yeah. Dallas is cool. Yeah, the music just, scene's interesting. Yeah, well, it was it was the music scene that was drawing me. I was like, oh, there's like all the like gnarly fusion guys yep. are out there. All and fusion. Was like, it's all UNT. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I yep. was like... Yo, I want to be in like the circle with Snarky Puppy and yeah. and that's where they Mike Mitchell are. and all like all those monsters. I'm like, yeah, let's let's do that maybe. And then my wife was like, how about no? Yeah. I'm like, okay, great. Nashville it is. At least everything's here. It is. Like Dallas is like kind of one or two things, some metal, but here's like you can get anything. If you really want to play something, you can find it here. That's true. Or eat nice. something. That too. Yeah. 
I we are spoiled here. I did not. I mean, I knew that, but like as I traveled around, I'm like, oh yeah, we're really spoiled. That it, at a moment's notice, I'm like, hmm, I want really good Indian. We have five places to choose from. Yes, like really good places. Yeah, and depending on where you live, it's. I mean, really anywhere in Nashville, it's like what, a 10, 15 minute drive. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. I have two complaints. Mm. Two. The first is a semi-complaint because it was. I realized that most of Nashville, you couldn't get good uh, Mexican food. Yes. You had to go to Nolensville Pike. Correct. When you're when it's you're there, there, right? Yeah. It's all all of it is there. It's, <laughs> it's all it's all there. But this the second complaint is, with the exception of the hot pot place, uh, hot it, pot like near place. Nippers Corner, I have found zero good Chinese. Not. It's mm, a tough one. Not one place. I, I I've had some takeout like in East Nashville, but it's. It's not it's like oh my fine. god, it's yeah, it's fine. exactly, yeah. Like I'll I'll do it. Which a lot of Chinese, I'm not looking for like holy shit, but yeah. I do want one place that's like right. holy shit. I that need I can that. like splurge on. Yeah. Well, it's like we have everything else. We've got great sushi places. Oh yeah, fantastic mm-hmm. Thai and Vietnamese. Like Steak there's houses, some good places. Oh yes, yeah, fantastic Korean barbecue options. Like we have. I'm mar- I married an Asian. I'm like nice. I want good Asian food. Yeah. <laughs> So going back to the Today Show, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> we'll, I mean, get, we'll get through it eventually. Yeah, eventually. Yeah. Um, it was it was really fun though. Like it was a cool experience. It was both times. This time because I'd done it once before. Like I knew the stage, I knew the people, I knew Hoda. I don't know her, but I met her before, so I was like not starstruck by anyone. Yeah, everyone was super cool, super chill. Um, we actually took our sound guy, who's also our TM, with us this time, and he like worked with the sound guy there. So our ears were dialed when we walked up, cool. which was amazing. Yeah. So it was really comfortable. Like I think they did a great job, but it's funny, man. The second that camera guy, the main guy looks at you and gives you the the countdown of like five, four, your Flutters. entire body, my entire yeah. body just went into like shock. It was like, <laughs> oh, we're going to do this now. Yeah. Okay. Like, cool. Here we go. Now, were you wow. counting off the songs too? Yeah. Or? Okay. Yeah. So we just use yeah. click and no mm-hmm. tracks. So it's... All just they they give you a countdown. They're like, stage is yours. It's like, oh my god, Man. and it's live. So it's like, you don't want to wait because then no. it's like they're just cameras on you. Like, go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's like that's wow. got to be very exhilarating. Yeah, but it's, so it's cool really though. cool. They yeah. um yeah. How's that? How's that feel when it lands? Like I I assume you got through it and we're like yes. So have you ever played a show like an opening set for someone and you're like you've only played you only get to play like twenty minutes? Yeah, or, like a too short. That's how it feels. Yeah. You get all this like adrenaline. You're like, oh yeah, we're in it. And by the end of the set, you're like, shit, I just want to keep going. Because there's only a few songs, right? Right. There's one. Oh, just one. Okay. <laughs> we did one song well, yeah, and you geez. have all that energy and it's, you've been up since 2 a.m. And yeah. you're just like, fuck yes. And then it's like, <laughs> oh that's shit, it? Yeah. that's it. want to keep playing. So we all swiftly went to a bar after. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we of course. We were all like, to the bar. Yeah. Like, yeah. what are we doing? Because like, we all needed to like calm down. But yeah. it was wow. cool. It's, yeah, a, it's yeah. a really cool feeling. It's It makes you kind of go back to that first time you play a show or like mm. that first moment. It takes you back to that like infancy mm. of being a musician. Because yeah. you kind of are. Well, it's interesting. Like as you get to these different uh, levels. Right. That's whatever. like, yeah. I am now in the infancy of this right. level. It's brand I've new. Never, I've never done this before. Right. I've played thousands of shows of these other Type right. and go into that. You're like, whoa, first one. Like this is something I'm, completely I am different. Yeah. Wow, yeah, that is such a trip. It's a cool experience. I definitely. It's. I mean, 
I could tell you all day, you should go do it. But it's like, no, I mean, you don't. Right. Yeah. Those are hard to come by. Like, yeah. you have to be playing for the right artist at the right time yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But, Listen, today's show, are you guys interested in prog rock? Because <laughs> do I have the band for you? The band for you. <laughs> are your ratings too high? We can help with that. <laughs> Damn. Boom. Mm. What's that you said? You want to learn how to play drums, but you don't know where to begin? Let me humbly suggest to you that you head on down to Music Lab Nashville and you talk to their crew of fantastic teachers and you jump on in and start your music journey right there. Don't want to learn drums? Want to learn guitar? Ukulele? Mandolin? Trumpet? Vocals? Keys? Sitar? Maybe not sitar, but all the other stuff for sure. Visit nashville.musiclab.co to learn more and sign up for a free trial lesson. Let's switch gears to, I know you're, anyone that follows you on social media and definitely sees your you know, work as a session drummer here in Nashville, right? right? Talk us through how that sort of started and, and what you're up to. and Like the social media aspect or that too, yeah. That, I mean, that's drum. kind of a separate thing, but we yeah. can kind of go into that as well. But specifically, yeah, the studio drumming. Yeah, I mean, I started recording myself drumming when I was in high school because mm-hmm. I was recording drums for metal bands. And I was like, this is dope. Like, I was one of the only people with an interface and was ballsy enough to kind of buy all the drum mics, which they were so shitty. I mean, it was terrible. Yeah, back then. But it worked, and we could trigger, and we knew what to do with it in post, and we could make it sound good. So that's kind of where I started with it and never really let it go. Like, I came all the way to college with it, and I didn't really do any, like, videos through the first two years because I was in a dorm room for two. So I was like, this this isn't going to work. But I practiced and recorded drums in the room a lot. Yeah. And I would actually take some of my drum recording gear to the practice room sometimes and like record Mm. those drum sets, which they sounded terrible. But I didn't do it often because of how bad it sounded. And the rooms were like the driest thing I've ever experienced. But it was still cool. But I got to do it in my room a lot and learn, engineer, and figure it out. But the more, it really wasn't until, I don't know, couple years ago, maybe two or three, maybe right before the pandemic until I was like, I have a decent setup. I've got a couple Apollos. Like, it's cool. I'm doing it. And then I just got this itch one day that I was like, I'm doing it. I'm going to fucking go all outboard. I'm going to do it right. (laughs) Yeah. Because I was like, if I'm going to compete, because I kept telling myself I want to compete with the A-list guys. How do I do that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. One, I got to be damn good. Yeah. (laughs) You got to be a damn good player. Right. That's just a given yeah. and then you have to have the right gear if you want to do it from the house mm. and know how to use it of course and then know how to use it yeah. but you have to have it first yeah. you just have to have it to figure out how to use it Yeah. so that was kind of like the okay I'm gonna I'm not just gonna dip a toe in I'm gonna jump in the pool yeah. love it man so that's kind of where I'm at now and like I mean I have 16 outboard pre's I think with I upgrade to an X16 Apollo so it's I gotta come by your place dude anytime out, yeah. seriously um I actually, I tracked all day today. We had four songs to do today. It was good. So yeah, man, I, that's still learning how to engineer. It's funny. Like I was talking to the engineer this morning. who's a really, really good friend of mine. His name's Mitch Furr. And I was just like super down on what I was doing. I was just like, man, like I listened to fucking Aaron Sterling today and I just want to (laughs) quit. I know that's always the the threshold. Oh my God. His stuff is just unbelievable. And it's like, it comes through the phone. Like you're listening on speakers. And I'm like, how 
how the fuck are you doing that, Aaron? Yeah. I don't know if you're. <laughs> I'm like, come tell me, please. Yeah, yeah he's got some freaking mat. He has been at it for a while. He has been at it for a while. That's a big part of it. Like, yeah, like you said just ex- it takes you know, experimenting and so much time. Yeah. Like, and you ebb and flow with your playing as you change rooms and change mics and change drums. Like, if I switch drums to the no bottom head ones, I play completely different. Yeah, because yeah. I don't want to hit them the same way. Right. Whereas, like, he has his two kit thing where he has like a really dry one and a really open one. He plays super different on the dry one. Yeah. Which is really cool. But so what is it about recording that kind of gets you? I mean, I can hear it in your voice. Like it just, you were like, I'm all in on this. Like I'm going for it. Yeah. What kind of excites you for that? I think it's exciting because I feel like I'm actually a part of something. Whereas playing live, I don't always feel that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's, I, that. I think that's something a lot of drummers and musicians will deal with and will come in and out of. Cause I love playing live. Yeah. I absolutely love it. But that's where playing live with Devin really scratched both things for me. Yeah. Because we made the records with Devin. So when we yeah. would step on stage, I'd be like, this is really cool because I'm playing my own parts. Like, yeah. it's, a, it's a really cool feeling for like people to be watching. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm in the band. Like, I'm not just regurgitating what Sterling played or yeah. near or whatever. Yeah. So it's really, it's a cool feeling to be that both side. But like with Madeline, she cut with like, six different producers and they all used the guys, which is cool. I love it. I think it's a great way to do it for certain people. Yeah. But, um, I think that's really what got me into it was being a part of the record and being a part of the creative process. And I mean, the money's good. (laughs) It's always nice. I'm not in it for the money. Obviously. I mean, yeah. 28 years old and I'm like still renting a house, trying to buy one. Like, how the fuck am I going to afford it? But Yeah. yeah, that's, is what it is. We'll figure it out. Yeah, I just I love doing it, and it it just it makes me happy to record drums, even when I'm frustrated or pissed mm. off, as I was literally hours before this. Yeah, yeah, I totally vibe with that as well. Yeah, I, it's I, like the moment, it's the moments are captured for I mean, like that that record, that drum recording, this like that can never go away. No, even yeah. if you play at a killer arena show, it's like a year from now or even two days from that gig, yeah. it's it's gone. Like right, you know, you might have photos and videos from it, but right. it's just. That was an event, and now right. it's, we're done. It, it it's lives. Like, it lives in your memory and the memory of the audience. But like when you have a record out, you're on a record. It's there, ostensibly forever, right? Like, yeah. Okay. I'm like yeah. Well, that's it's, pretty cool. It's gonna just go on and on, and it's like it's like leaving a statue in a town square somewhere. Like, <laughs> yeah. You, I could have a statue of me in the smallest town in the U.S., and I'd still be like, "There's a freaking statue of me." It's me, baby. I mean, that's it. Yeah. That's it right there. Yeah. yeah. I've played on a lot of <laughs> unknown records or whatever, and it's. Some of them are like my favorite records. And I'm like, I'll go back to them and I'll listen. I'm like, damn, I remember cutting that with this guy and yeah. that person. I'm like, oh, that was such a cool moment. But that's honestly, that's a really good point. Like taking you back to the moment of yeah. creation of it. I don't know. It's yeah. like, I also try to drink bourbon in certain moments <laughs> like that. And yeah. I try to drink certain different ones, not even on purpose, but I'll like, I'll bring a bottle. I'm like, oh, let's kill this bottle while we make this record or whatever. Yeah. Then every yeah. time I have that, I'm like, whoa. I'm back here. I'm yeah. back at the record. Or I'll sit down and listen to it and drink that bourbon. And I'm like, dang. Man, yeah. that's a trick right. to act activating like almost like a synesthesia right. type thing. That's really, that's a cool move. I'm yeah. going to start doing that. It doesn't have to be bourbon. It can be candy. It can be anything. On this record, it was bananas. Bananas. <laughs> I was bananas. Yeah, literally. Yeah, actually, on the, fl- the new Fly Information record, it'll be like peanut butter. I was dipping everything in peanut butter yeah, were you <laughs> yes i was <laughs> i forgot which studio it is 
there's, oh, was it, I think it was the old brown owl. They made a certain coffee. I think it was brown. Ah, I could be wrong. There's one studio in Berry Hill that makes a certain coffee. And every time, it's like from a coffee shop in town, I think. It's like barista or something. Oh. Every time I go in, I'm like, I know this smell. Know. Yeah. It's so funny how it like puts me back into place. Yeah. That. Mm. So like coffee could be a big one for a lot of people because most people yeah. drink coffee when they make records. That's yeah. true. I, know I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As my friend uh, Justin Goings, who's this uh, kick-ass drummer from California, said, ah, uh, the standard unhealthy studio diet of coffee and cigarettes. Yes. I don't, I don't smoke, but I'm like, I am familiar with this this diet you are speaking of. Have you heard that night game song, Coffee and Cigarettes? No. No. It's really good. Night games. If you night guys game. do you know the night game? No. No. Oh, y'all gotta look them up. Okay. So it's Martin Johnson from cool. Boys Like Girls. Okay. I don't know if you know that band. Yeah, yeah. So it's he's singer of Boys Like Girls, started his own kind of like eighties pop band thing, but yeah. it's fucking cool. It's he has two records <laughs> out and like the first one is a total vibe, darker, kind of like weirder. And the second one, he like really leans into like the shinier pop kind of cool. It's it's nuts. Yeah, it's yeah. really cool. Musicians are incredible on it. He's a mental songwriter and singer, but cool record. Yeah. But he has a song called "Coffee and Cigarettes." Yeah. Um, I'm as soon as I leave here, I'll be listening to it. Yeah. Uh, let's see what nuts have I got already. Death and Cow, William Leroux Weller. Oh yeah. And Night Game, Coffee and Cigarettes. Hell yeah. See? This is why I love this podcast. Aside from, I, I just love having these conversations. But yeah. I love leaving and having like. A, a series of things to go and check out. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's almost uh, like homework. Like, yeah, but like, good check homework. out this book or this movie or whatever. Yeah, I feel like there's more to be said about session drumming in Nashville. Okay, do you primarily do that from your home? Or are you going to local studios or whatever the gig calls for? Primarily from home. Okay, right now, um, just because people don't want to rent studios anymore. No, and yeah. it's a bummer and not because it's great for me because I've done all this investing in my home place and. Now everyone's like, oh, cool. We're just going to track from home. Like, it's great. But there is something special about walking in a studio and For sure. putting yourself in the room. And also the rooms are amazing in town. Yes. I, I haven't been in a room here that I've been like, eh, I don't like this one. Yeah. They're all great. Yeah. They all do <laughs> the history thing. of these yeah. places. Like, that's always really special. It's unreal. One of my first sessions in town was in RCA. Oh, I was like, like all the black and white tile, like the piano. And I was like, holy shit. Wow. Yeah. Like incredible records were made in this room but just being in the space can be really nice but and just honestly vibing off the musicians is what yeah i really really enjoy but not always in the budget yeah no doing it from home has a ton of pros of course too oh, of course i yeah. can be in my underwear and do it if i want <laughs> yeah which i have to like bourbon <laughs> no you... one will know which song i did it on but <laughs> For younger drummers, listening mm. for myself even, that's also kind of trying to do the session thing. Yeah. So you've got the the room, the gear, you can play. That's all like okay, check like basics, right? Foundation. Sure. How do you then go about getting those gigs, getting the callbacks, clientele? The the age old question. Executing. Everyone yes. wanting to figure that out. Yeah. Me How have you navigated that? So just knowing, just meeting and knowing people. That's it's all anyone will probably ever tell you, and it's the truth. It's just networking, and I fucking hate that word, but it is what it is. It's a part of being a musician or owning your own business, because yeah. at the end of the day, we are our own businesses. Totally. And how do you get people to figure out who you are? You go talk to the people that are hiring the people that you are. If that makes sense. Yeah. So make friends with producers, make friends with songwriters, find the people that are making records, making whatever songs you want to be a part of, go find those people, which 
way easier said than done. Trust me, yeah. I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. But I mean, like Mitch, I mentioned him earlier. Like I've known him since my freshman year of college. So it's almost 10 years now. Mm-hmm. And we've been making music for probably 10 years, if I can guess. Yeah. But he hires me on almost all the stuff still. I mean, I don't know if you guys know I'm gonna brag about myself. I hate doing this, but it's a good. It's pertains no, to the, pertains to the moment. To do it, this yeah. is your moment, man. So we want you to brag. Mitch and I have done a bunch of bullshit, lots of fun records, lots of crappy records, whatever. And we did a demo, one of four in a day, and sent it off. Cool, whatever. It's for a guy named Eric Pasley, cool artist. I really like him a lot. Yeah. But he pitched it to Keith Urban, and Keith heard it and was like. This is dope. I'm going to keep it all. Wow. Wow. And boom, I have a Keith Urban cut. Like, just like that, overnight. (laughs) It was like, we probably spent no time on it. 30 minutes, maybe. Maybe. Wow. I mean, we got the sounds before we were cutting off our songs for the one sound. But, I mean, like, tracking it, we didn't take too long. I put in the Phil Collins, like, fill in it for fun. Yeah. And it stayed. That's why I liked it. it. I was like, God dang it. (laughs) I literally was like, Mitch, we can recut this. You know that, right? He's like, oh, he wants to keep it. He loves it all. I was like, okay. So what song is that? uh, Wild Hearts. Okay. Wow, Mm -hmm. man. Yeah. So for those not familiar with with that process that you described, like is Keith, is he taking that actual recording? Is he then splicing it up, doing what he wants with it? Yeah. So he took the recording overall. I know he edited it i'm sure i'm sure they pocketed it and did a bunch of crazy shit editing mixing guru stuff like mitch was telling me a little bit of what they did and like how they kind of like spliced it all up but like they used the parts like they used my parts i'm sure they cleaned them up hopefully (laughs) (laughs) i hope so they probably needed it but it was just in that moment is we caught a vibe and we almost didn't even know it which was very interesting to like look back on that and be like, oh yeah, like that was a really cool demo. And I do remember it being like, that's a cool song. Mm. But I wasn't like, yeah, Keith's gonna cut that tomorrow yeah. and I'm gonna be chilling. Right. Like, I'm listening to that. <laughs> that's another one I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen so cool. to as soon yeah. as I leave here. Yep. You'll hear the fill and be like, that motherfucker. Phil Collins, yeah. <laughs> that motherfucker. Yeah. It's not full on, but like sure. it's, it's definitely a nod to it, but it works. It, like we didn't just throw it in there because it was like, eh. I did it as a joke, I think. And yeah. Mitch was like, Damn it, that actually works. That's hilarious. And I was like, yeah, it does. I was like, it's a demo, just leave it. And I mean, I've always heard of those stories happening. Yeah. But I've always been like, how how do you get there? And then Yeah. Boom, I guess it yeah. just happens. It's, so that's that is along the lines of there's this story that my dad told me. It was a it was there's this I don't I don't know where the college is, but there was this college class. He's just been telling me this story for the last couple of years. Like it'll just come up in conversations. And I always I love it. This college class, this professor, uh, the the subject was photography, and he mm. had, he had he did, divided the class into two parts. First half of the class, their job was to take one picture the entire semester, one picture, but make it great. Yeah, it has Do, to be it has to be a great photo. The other, the other half of the class, they were graded on quantity. Okay. Now, who do you think had the better pictures? 
The quantity half. Quantity. Like they they like almost without without exception, they had better pictures. Right. It's just because you, they just kept kept doing it. And that's the yeah. thing. Like people said, Billy Joel, Elton John, all these guys. Like, well, how do you great write great songs? Like, well, you just write a lot of songs. <laughs> and if you just <laughs> keep the crap doing that, like, I'm just going to keep. I'm just going to tracks songs. I'm just going to do make create and put out right. songs, and eventually. One of them will hit. One of, like, one of them is a Keith, Keith Urban cut. Like, yeah. like you're like, and you liked it, right? But you're like, I didn't, I didn't foresee that. No like, idea. Like, okay, cool. You do your best work, right? And you just forget about everything else. Yeah. That's what it seems like to me. Yeah. Just, yeah. just, just keep doing your best work and putting things out there. Yeah. Everything you put out into the world, that's like, that's literally wealth that's been created. Yeah. Yeah, like to segue to like the social media thing. That's that's a very Gary V mindset too. Yeah, right? yeah. Just like don't worry, like just just put out, just, you know, just create, just put out content. Don't worry about it being super polished. And right. Yeah. Have a schedule. Just be your authentic self, and that's a shit stick. You know, like, that's that's a good segue. Just yeah. be unique. Like be be yourself. Like don't try to be someone else. Like I talked earlier. I was like, oh, like I fucking love Aaron Sound so much. It's like, yeah. So right take things from it. Sure. Learn yeah, from it. Still, but right. <laughs> I don't want to sound like Aaron. Right. Yeah. I want to sound be like you. me. Yeah. But I, obviously he's got a level of quality that I'm like, wow, that's something to strive for. Mm-hmm. But right. Hopefully that pushes me into my own world. Yeah. Not more towards him. Cause he already does his thing right. so well. He's, he's that guy. Yeah. He's king of that hill. I, and I love that. Right. I want to build can, my own hill. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. exactly. My buddy, Jonathan, uh, do you know who Andy Prado is? So, monster out of LA. Monster. Okay. What's his name? Andy Prado. Andy Prado Jr. Man. Prado yeah. Jr. Okay. Check him out, man. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable. He's like one. My own notes now. He's one of the guys. <laughs> he's one of the guys, man. He's t- he's taken over the freaking game. Yeah. I love it. Um, but my my buddy Jonathan took a lesson with him, and they they play very differently. Uh, but he was like, I just wanted what I wanted was not to sound like Andy, but to do my thing as well as Andy does his, his thing. thing. Like, yeah, I wanted to get inside it. his that's, head. Yeah, that's it. Like, okay, what, what are you, how are you approaching practicing? What do you do? Okay. You do this. Okay. That's this. Okay, cool. And you can, you can do that. If you can get yourself in a room with someone like that, you can pick their brain over a couple hours and really get a lot. Yeah. Have you ever gotten a chance to like sit with Aaron or, or like take any, so I did his like masterclass thing. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that. It wasn't like, it was really good. If you get a chance to do one, I highly recommend it because I'm sure he's gotten better at them too. Yeah. But I, I definitely remember being like, I know a lot of this information. Yeah. Like, I just feel like, I'm not saying I was above anyone in the class, but I was like, shit, like, I know a lot of what he's talking about. Right. But the people didn't. And like, they needed to know. And right. I didn't yeah. want to be that guy that was like, can we talk about something you way like the more next advanced? Level. Yeah. yeah. I didn't want to be that guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, there was a couple dudes there, like Aaron Steele was there. And like, I was like, I was nervous because I didn't really know Aaron that well. Two Aaron's in the room. Yeah. But Aaron's like, amazing too and i was like shit like he was asking these really like purposeful thoughtful questions and i was like my questions are gonna sound stupid compared to his and i was just like here we go and shut down i was just (laughs) like i don't know but it was super beneficial to just hear him talk kind of like you talked about because he's just a dude he's great i've talked to him a few times like we've messaged back and forth on instagram yeah he's super honest like i'll just be like dude what are you doing here and he's like oh i'm doing this This there's no secret he's just like yeah this is what i'm doing i'm like yep thank you Cool. Yeah. Thanks for not gatekeeping something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he also knows I'm not going to sound like him. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing that he's honestly helped me learn and a few other drummers that have helped me with production stuff and like engineering is like they don't gatekeep it because they're like, you're not going to sound like me. 
you just won't. Right. right. Like, it's so much the Wild West, like it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like you could have the same plugins, same software. It doesn't matter. Different drummer and different the way those are all, yeah. all those things come together. That was my one of my favorite learning right. moments, like watching a YouTube video and being like, I'm going to put the exact snare chain Chris Lord Algae put on his snare and see how it compares. Ha! It's all like shit. Like, <laughs> right. Because yeah. it's not the same room, not the same gear, right. whatever. Yeah, totally. Not the same drum. Like, yeah. there's so many things, variables. Right. Not the same literal physical hands yeah. holding the stick. Literally. It's, it's yeah. your, <laughs> people don't understand how much just literally your flesh and blood affects the sounds <laughs> yes. that are going to come out of the drums. So all the men in black spotlight in the air heard a thousand screams on my daddy's stare Feel like Going back to the social media thing. Yeah. So I started using social media probably at the beginning of college because I real because that's kind of when Instagram was like really popping off. And I started realizing I think I would post like a I started posting pictures initially, like of like overhead drum shots where it would be like all my Istanbul. Today's symbols. office view. Right? Literally, yeah. yeah. I would never <laughs> hashtag that because yeah. I knew how like people like saw it and yeah. I'd be like, oh, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. Just, like, but, but I never this, like this picture is awesome. Somebody yeah, I was like, I'm gonna it. post this, and yeah. then all of a sudden, companies started reposting mm-hmm. all my pictures, and I'd be like, "Huh." And then I got attention from companies, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, I can use this can, to like this tool could actually benefit." Yeah, my I started to realize like, "Oh, I'm gonna connect with these companies that I've never been able to even get a like a high from right in an email, like anything, and never even found the email." And now yeah. all of a sudden, these companies are like, "Hey, what's going on, dude?" Like, yeah. You're doing cool stuff. Yeah. Whether I was or not, I made it look like I was. Yeah. Which is social media in That's a nutshell. Right. The trick, yeah. um, <laughs> but like, yeah, I started doing that and like I started talking with like Istanbul and like a couple cool companies and then Istanbul blew me off. <laughs> but hey, that's okay. Yeah. I get it. They make great symbols. They don't need to talk to the small guys, I guess. Yeah. But um, yeah, so, so I kind of transitioned from photos to more. Were you doing like photos. daily videos or? So I never did the daily thing. Yeah. I tried to, but realized how much content and how much work it was. And going yeah, back to crazy. the lazy thing, I was like, fuck that. Yeah. So I just would do like a couple a week, if not one. One or two. What kind of what was some of that earlier content? Like earlier just, content was like me trying to make cool videos, watching some guys do them and not really understanding how to engineer them, how to mix them. I just would kind of record them and be like, oh, here you go. So just like just yeah. drum grooves or you play yeah. with songs or mostly just grooves. Yeah. I never wanted to do the cover thing and nothing against you. I just <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier. I didn't want to do it. I just was like, I saw like the drummers that did the cover thing to me, I saw the trajectory and like the biggest ones I saw what they did. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. You can really get somewhere really cool by doing covers. Yeah. But that isn't where I wanted to be. Yeah. Right. I wanted to be a session guy. And I knew that by doing that would immediately turn the producers that I wanted to get the attention of off. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe. That's interesting. That's, yeah. That was my thought process. Yeah. That, well, that's a great mindset to have, especially early on in, in that. Right. Like, let's, let's look at the end goal from this thing before right. I just jump into it. Right. And, and then you was, realize you didn't want that. So. And that's what I saw in it. I was like, because yeah. I've learned that from posting pictures. I started realizing like, oh shit, this is a cool tool. I'm getting work from this. I started getting people calling me just from a few videos. I People would be like, oh, can you record drums on this song? And I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> They're like, what do you charge? And I'm like, uh, let me, let me get back to you. Cause uh, I don't know yet. <laughs> yeah. Literally like, yeah. let me, uh, let me talk to someone. I don't know. I would just start calling on my friends. Like, what do I charge these people? Yeah. Like, I don't, I'm not good at this. I don't know starts. what I'm doing. Yeah. And 
initially started charging like 50 bucks, 20 bucks, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Did it for friends for free. And then eventually it's like, okay, cool. Like I can up my rates. Like I'm getting better at this. I'm getting more calls. And then you go through a year of getting no calls. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, what did I do wrong? Yeah. yeah. Maybe but nothing. Nothing. Did it happen to you? Wrong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It happens all the time. Yeah. I'll go through sure. like a month or two where I'm like, shit, I haven't played on a song. And this is really sad. And then I'll go through a week like this week where I've played on, I think, 13 songs. And oh, I'm sure. like, Whew. it's like, that's just it's crazy. Yeah, that's how it's, it is. It just ebbs and flows. It's the music industry. It's like touring any in any facet too. It's like, you would be super slammed in the summer, but you're in the winter. You're like, oh my God, how am I going to eat? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's where we're at now. The dead season. Right? Yep. Yeah, man. We're it, in it. The, the scary time. <laughs> scary season. Oh, the sun goes away and <laughs> the gigs go, go away. The gigs. <laughs> oh, weird. It's cold. People don't want to go outside. Oh, I guess I'm not playing for a while. Yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. But yeah, mostly just use social media just to try to stir up work. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's super smart. It's a tool, you know? It's just like, a tool. I, and I mean, like, yeah. I don't, I mean, of course, who wouldn't love to be like somewhat famous? Like, I don't want to be like Ryan Reynolds famous. Fuck that. That sounds brutal. Like, this sounds like a terrible life. Yeah. yeah. But I would love to have some like internet fame. It's kind of cool. It's like, yeah, you know, I like, think where oh, Sterling's like, at is an gr- amazing you know position I mean? to like, be in where he can just post himself, talk like yeah. the, the comedy he does, and he'll get comments and like yeah. actual reactions. You know, not random. I think people. it's a cool spot. Yeah, but he still has a private life, and exactly, he's not. You know, but I'm not to say that like that's like I have to get right. There. But it's yeah. like if it comes there, great. Yeah. That's well, cool. But you know who who my my buddy Seth Carlson uh, he used as an example is like he goes think of Maroon Five. Adam Levine goes anywhere he's recognized. Oh my god! Like, but he's... the rest of Maroon Five is laughing all the way to the bank. <laughs> oh my god! There's a few, there's a few One people of them could walk by right now and I'd be like I wouldn't know. I, I wouldn't yeah, know it was so him. True. I wouldn't know. Yeah. I'm like. Maybe like, well, like PJ Morton, I would be like, sure, okay, yeah, 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 all right. But PJ's that, a little different. <laughs> that's, but, he, but he's also got his own thing on his, in his own right. That, exactly. notwithstanding, the rest of that crew, I'd be like, I have no idea. No clue. And they're just, they're killing it. But there, there would be some people you would be recognized by a niche group of people. And they'd be like, oh, dude, don't you play drums for blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, I do. Hey, good, you know, nice to meet you. And like, that wouldn't be annoying. Right. I'd be like, okay, cool. I can accept this. Yeah. Being stopped. Every time you went outside, be, being Ryan Reynolds, being like, you see like all those videos of Jerry Seinfeld just blowing off mm. reporters. You're like, yep, I get yeah. it. I get it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That would be terrible. Yeah. Like, dude, I got recognized in Forks two days ago, which I was like, that's a cool moment. Yeah. That like, is cool. Yeah. I'm like, this is cool. But there's a guy that met me in Indiana or Indianapolis, I think, yeah. at a Devin show. And he, his name's Evan. Cool dude. Yeah. I follow him on Instagram. I was like, oh shit, I actually follow you. Sweet. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I actually did follow you back. That's yeah. my bad, dude. That's, that's funny, yeah. But uh, yeah, so, it's really cool to see him. Like, he was like, dude, like, can we get a picture? And I was like, yeah, like, of course like, we can get for a what? For, that's yeah. what? Like, my initial, I was like, <laughs> but yes, I'm not yeah. famous. What do you want a picture yeah, of me yeah, for? He's like, no, yeah. like, you're a cool, dude, and a great drummer. And I was like, sick. That's like, awesome. that's kind of neat. That's fun. Yeah. All the guys at Forks were like, <laughs> like what? Because they all know me, and they're <laughs> like, let's just camp. Like, what, yeah. are, you, what are you talking about? <laughs> I mean. Those guys are immune to the, oh my at this God. point. I can't even imagine. No. I, I, I remember one of the first times I was in there, actually. It was, this was at the, this would have been at the old location. I was in there and in walks someone behind me. And I, and like, well, to bring it, bring it full circle, I hear them go, they're like, oh, hey, Chester. I was oh, like, oh, beautiful. And I was just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> my, oh no. my, my insides are yeah. in knots. Like, okay, that's cool. Cool. Uh, oh, hey, oh, hey, what's up, man? Oh, hey, legend. Yep. No big Literally. deal. Literally. <laughs> um, okay, so I did want to, I wanted to circle back. Was mm. 
was DW one of the companies that reached out through the Instagram? So that's an interesting story. Yeah. So no. Okay. Not initially. It is a long convolute. Well, not too super long. I mean, basically, I was a sophomore in college. I think it was sophomore, sophomore, junior, somewhere in that realm. My initial rea- like interaction with them was an email from John Good, Garrison, my rep now, Mick Fleetwood, Mick Fleetwood's manager, and then one of my f- mom's fiance's friends that lives in Hawaii. So this is where it gets <laughs> this is weird. What a so bunch. That guy that lives in Hawaii, a, a freaking follows me on Instagram. Oh, I'm sorry. He was McFleetwood's manager. This is like the, I forgot. This is the beginning of a jo- like like it's like you a, know, like a reverend, reverend, priest. So he was yeah. McFleetwood's manager. Saw me on Facebook through Ron, who's my yeah. mom's fiance, and saw that I played DW and was like, had email. He texted Ron and was like, "Does he like playing DW?" And Ron was like, "Of course, I think like it's a great drum company." Uh-huh. Yeah. Reaches out to John for me and goes, "I think you should sign this kid." And John was like. Okay, had the social media team look me up, and because <laughs> I been a story. because yeah. I'd been posting all this, yeah. like the, just, the social just proof initially, was, was all just, there, there yeah. was just a little bit of history. Mm-hmm. And they were like, "Cool, we'll sign him." Amazing. I was a sophomore, junior in college. <laughs> I got an email from all of them at, in a rehearsal. I was at like this jazz rehearsal, doing some like nothing thing for the school. I was like, it was like a small gig, and I was like, I got the I got the email. I was like, I. I have to leave. Like, I need to just walk in the hall for a minute because I'm going to yell. Yeah. Because I was like, I just got an email that, like, I, I don't know if I'll ever get again. Like, this is a crazy email. So that's wow. kind of, and I've wow. been with them since. Yeah. That, that's your first endorsement? Yep. Yeah. So technically, it's the first, like, signed endorsement. Sure. I'm with a few other companies, but yeah. unsigned. Mm-hmm. But, which is fine with me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kind of, kind of better. Yeah. True. I get the benefits of being signed without being signed. <laughs> wow. It's kind of cool, which is what a lot of companies will do. Yeah. I've now learned they'll, it's what they call dancing with you. Mm-hmm. Oh, they'll like they'll dance. Like, okay, yeah, we can, we can kind of scratch your back. You're yeah. scratching ours. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't, we don't have to sign anything, which yeah. is really cool. Yeah. I, I love it because then there's no, like, if I say something stupid, smart off on an interview or something, right. they're or a podcast. They don't feel like, <laughs> well, now we need it's to not, officially make yeah. a statement. Yeah. Yeah. We do not endorse <laughs> yeah. what Kip said. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they're just, they can just disassociate. Yeah. It's like, no yeah, Again, when you accidentally go for a double paradiddle, but accidentally say like a whole racial string slur, of racial yeah. slurs. <laughs> it's like, like, that must have happened. Just tell us. Did that happen to you? <laughs> no, no, it okay. didn't. It didn't happen. I can't Never happened. I can't wait for Matt. Madeline to listen to this if she even does and she's gonna be like sup <laughs> it's like well, I'm not gonna say shit Madeline yeah. Madeline's black by the way okay I didn't know that okay yeah I didn't know that <laughs> we've had lots of talks yeah. about this it's yeah. not weird it's, but it's hilarious yeah, yeah. hey um, listen oh, man what a story I mean yeah, that's obviously wild. some luck involved there too absolutely what would you say for I mean that endorsements is obviously a big topic that comes up with drummers and what are your thoughts now just after having been in the business right kind of working with the W and approach for Trying to get an endorsement and just how to utilize maybe social media too. Cause you know, I mean, that's been a, a definitely tool. tag them. They're all yeah. more active than ever. Um, mm-hmm. I've now really noticed like Warm Audio, Vic Firth, like all these guys, like they all comment on my stuff and message me. And like, yeah. they don't like Warm doesn't give me anything. They don't have nothing to do with me, but I love their stuff. Yeah. And it's great. So it's cool to like just, I just tag them, tag them, hashtag them in my posts i usually just tag them though just, yeah. they see it great if they don't great but it's like it's i use it in two ways of just like that's my an easy way of being like this is what i use for people that are curious yeah and then it's also yeah. a great way for them to be like oh shit that's a guy using our stuff and exactly. he's consistently putting out cool stuff and 
Maybe yeah. we should send him a compressor. <laughs> yeah. But like, totally things like that. So I mean, tagging companies online, but also posting content that you would want them to see. Yeah. So being purposeful with that, but also like just understanding that they are a business, and so are you. And if you want discounted stuff or free stuff, you have to offer something in return. Because mm-hmm. yeah. if you don't, why would they work with you? Yeah, what's, right. what's the value? Yeah, they, they're, there's a value on on me for TW. They know that I'm going to post a certain amount of things online. They know I'm going to play their stuff live. It's like a very simple contract. There is no like, you have to post five times a right. week. Yeah. Nothing like that. It's just like, the basic thing is like, if you're playing live, play DW. Yep. That's the basic of our contract. Yeah. And if and, or if you're making any kind of footage. Yeah. Which I use vintage stuff in the studio all the time. Yeah. I mean, I've yeah. got 66 Ludwigs. I've got this weird made in Japan kit. It's called an Apollo. I've got a Rogers kick now that I freaking love. Yeah. And I'm like, I told my rip, I was like, look, like this is studio stuff. Like I am unfortunately making videos with this stuff. Unfortunate for y'all because I know it's not DW, but like the DW kit is not always what I want to play in the studio. Exactly, it doesn't that, do the gig. Like what I want use. in right. the studio. It doesn't do everything. It yeah. Doesn't do everything. It does. A, right. It does. It does what it does. What it does really very well. well yeah. But that's it. And yeah. when it's like everyone's right now wanting low thuddy dead right. drums, it's like well that's not what DW is. Yep. Yeah. But for live, I love them absolutely love them but I'm trying to build a new kit with them right now so yeah they actually have one at Forks that really got me going mm. yeah <laughs> uh, it's a it's weird it's like a maple it's a eight ply I think eight or nine ply hmm. three piece Jeez. and it's got purple heart wood in the middle of it oh like an inlay or it's no it's like literally shell? in the plies hmm. so it's like Maple, 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 purple heart, purple heart, purple heart, maple, 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 I think. Whoa. Something like this. Oh, I dig that. It's very it's a lot cool. Of plus. <laughs> and it is Jeez. very expensive. But yeah. um, I think I'm going to have them build me that because it sounds fucking amazing. I, yeah. to, I was just in there today. I actually need to. It's I forgot. Upstairs. It's upstairs in the symbol room. But it's, it's it's the finish I want. Oh, yeah. Glorious. It's really weird sizes. So it's like a 13 by 9, I think, 16, 16, which is really normal. And then the kick is like a 24 by 14? Yeah. Ooh, which nice. I was not used to. 24 Honest, by 14? Yeah. I just, I wasn't, yeah. I liked it, but it was like, I don't know. It's like for 14, I was like, this is like too skinny. I don't yeah. know. I wanted yeah. either like a 24, 16 or like a 22, 14. Right. Yeah. I want a, lo- a little skinny. more depth on the kit. I mean, it's it that you can get like a John Bonham thing with that, like the little, which little is skinnier. Which like, is cool, yeah, but, but that's not the sound I always want. Right. So like my DW kick right now is a twenty two eighteen, which has yeah. got so much like punch and like yes. so much like it's like a cannon. Put a mic on it, put it live. Everyone's like, "Dude, that kick is wild." And yeah. I'm like, yeah. What what head are you using on it right now? I'm using I think a coated pinstripe, but that yeah. was for Madeline. Okay. So for Madeline, I had to make the DWs a little more vibey. Yep. And a little more like kind of like old schooly. Yep. But for like Devin, I would do like clear. Like it was like basically a pop setup like yeah. i would make them as like punchy and attacky as possible mm-hmm. i think i think mine is tw- i'm dw as well yeah, yeah. i think mine is 22 i think it's, it's i think it's 18 might be 16 either way but with the with the emad on the every time i'm in the studio emad yeah every single time like i guess what i got to engineers right? like yeah. holy shit your kick sounds amazing yep. like emad yeah. does the like scoop 
country rock thing, dude, unbelievably well, <laughs> Un, yeah. unmatched yep. to me. To me, and I actually, I've recorded one country thing in the studio ever. Everything else has been like you know something else, pop or whatever. Math, but sure. I freaking that <laughs> math rock, yeah, that that, rock. that that shoe, yeah, yeah, that math rock. They're, I don't. Did you see that? Called dice, dumbass. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that thing I'm just I'm obsessed with that kick, that kick, and that that head. And I use that. What is that Remo pad called? The Flam Slam. That oh that yeah, thing. it's like a little it's a little Kevlar pad. It gives more attack. That combo. It's good. How do you tune the the head heads? Uh, fairly tight on the back. Actually, fairly like medium tight. Batter side yeah. and and tighter on the on the back side. For really, sure. so yeah. you go higher. Yeah, cool. And it's it smacks, man. I've been experimenting with mine with going to that coated. I have a coated that's like a P three Remo. I don't or like yeah. pinstripe. Yeah, yeah, the three rings. I think is what it is. Um, I love it. It sounds really cool. It's like brought it into that like vibe year world, but still has like cool punch. Yeah, but I basically finger tie both of them. Hmm. I've never done that with that kick. And like on top of it, you're like. I mean, it sounds kind of weird and flabby. Put a mic on it, and it's like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, I had no idea. Because I'd always, right. like, tuned them a couple turns up, maybe, tried to get a little more tension and, like, a little more, like, length. Yes. But doing this, I was like, oh, I can make a 22 by 18 sound like a 22 by 14 yep. by doing that. So that's what I did. You touched on a good point there with endorsements. Mm-hmm. I, I actually worked with for Pearl here in Nashville. Oh, amazing. I didn't and, know that. Um, Sorry. Specifically, like, yeah. <laughs> so now we're not going to air this episode. <laughs> no, I mean, we all make good stuff. DW's no, great it's episode. all great. Yeah. But yeah. it's funny. Today, I actually dealt with this with my, my positions. Actually, I run the social media for like band orchestra. We work a lot with like orchestral players. Yeah. And that's just it. It's like, okay, we have Pearl and Adam's percussion endorsed artists. But like, you know, when the conductor is calling you to play the red one in the back because he wants that sound, like you play the red one, yeah. as, as my boss would always say. Yeah, it doesn't matter at that point what brain it is. No. Like I, you, you, you do what the gig calls for, right? You you try to make every effort to, especially for video, play the yeah the brands. Because going back, but also going back with the sound, what I'm trying to market, I'm trying to market what people are wanting right now, and people aren't wanting the straight up the middle country sound. Yeah, they want the weird. They want the Aaron Sterling. They want the weird. Like what the hell is he doing with that yeah, kick drum? I know. Yeah. So it's hard because I'm like. I want to play the DWs, but the cool modern stuff, right? the ones that I have are modern yeah. and it's like, they yeah. don't do that. Yeah. Which is why I want to get another kit that are more of the vintage style, yep. more of the sizes I want for that realm. Yeah. Cause it would be nice to have both. Totally. But yeah. Yeah. You got to play what, what this gig calls for. Yeah. That's, also, yeah. y'all have a pearl kit at wild horse, right? That's a pearl wild kit. horse. Yeah, yeah. The, dude, I played that there. kit is mental. I love that kit. I yeah. love it. I forget which one it is. I just played it the other day with Madeline for yeah. like a buyer showcase there. Oh, cool. And oh my God, we had the, yeah. the Porter and Davies like seat. Yeah, too. I love oh, playing yeah. there. I've never yeah. had one. And I was like, I can't go back. Everything's mic'd up. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. It is so nice. That's the next. I want. I want a Porter and Davies. I'm like, oh, yeah. I, I can't. I can't even bring myself there mentally yet, man. I'm they're, like, they're expensive though. Yeah, but they're so cool. But I mean, they're probably built, last you forever. Yeah, they're built into the seat. The seat's super comfy. Like it's all like built in. There's not just the butt kicker on like attached. Yeah, I've heard really good things about them. Yeah, everyone that I've seen using them is like swears by them. But Pearl Thrones are really good too. Hey, <laughs> no one make this, one look at this backrest. Oh, a, uh, I'm not sure about that. Maybe. I think we used to, actually. Really? Yeah. 
I do. I but do. Next year, yeah. what we need to talk because I'm gonna. I'm gonna get probably. I don't know. Masters. Yeah, you've been. You've been eyeing the uh, pearls. Dude. Yeah, dude, just, they're amazing. Yeah, I do love next their year. Stuff. Yeah, I've been teasing Nate, but 2023 is gonna be a big year for Pearl. Yeah, um, specifically the high end drum sets. Yeah, man. I got a lot of cool stuff I, coming out. I, I, Heck yeah. I'm ready. I'm here for it, man. I want. I want in. Yeah. I want. I want, some, in. I want some of that. <laughs> some of that action. I want that. As much mm-hmm. as drums can really change. I mean. Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, the thing I realized too is like everyone playing different brands is cool, but like once you get to a certain echelon of the brand itself, yeah, they're all great. Yes, yeah. they but, all do something, but they're all great. Yeah, that that is the thing, and that's what I've I've loved in in these conversations. It's like there exist people out there who will trash talk brands but like if you will if you're gonna do that just know that like i'll, I'll say some stuff about sabian because i think most i don't like the way most of those symbols sound but sabian does make great symbols yeah, no, yeah you'd no, be a fool to actually trash right right maybe uh, some small companies that maybe honestly don't have good product but like for the most part all these big yeah, brands we're yeah. all making good stuff right at the at the top like you and know. there there's a whole like like the big and uglies on within Sabian, I was like, oh yeah, a bunch of those sound fantastic. Yeah. I love, love them. But like all we talked about it a million times: Yamaha, Pearl, mm. DW, freaking Sonar, uh, everybody. They're all making the high end stuff is all amazing. It's yeah. all incredible. Whatever you like, it's all love. Even some of the companies doing the I mean, some of like the lower spots in the company. Some of them are oh, killing oh, some of those. Yeah. yeah. I'm, yeah, I mean, the, uh, not to go back A&F to W, but like, and I mean, A and F's not cheap though. Yeah, no. I mean, like, I mean, like within the big companies, the like lesser, the like cheaper stuff. Yes, some of that's incredible. Like those yeah. PDP kits that oh, they started dude. putting out, like the wood finished ones. I was like, these sound incredible. Like for dude. what they are, for how much they cost, I was like, this this is a session kit, which is like our mid range kit. Yeah, right? and, and it sounds it freaking, sounds amazing, sounds phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever been to the PASIC? convention in indianapolis yeah, i've been a few times yeah i just i just came back from that last week nice it so, just happened that's yeah right. and uh yeah it's, it's the same idea like we're i mean it's a very small industry right so like yeah. we know a lot of the other people at those brands so we'll go over and like shake their hands say hey like it's it's all cool like yeah. it's not he was having beers with benny greb no it wasn't i wish <laughs> i was so i i think it's because i mean i i've done i've been to that show so many times but i mean and every year it's stacked right I didn't. Really, I didn't see any besides the Pearl guys, Omar Hakim and Mike oh, wow. Miley did clinics, but literally Benny Greb, Mike Johnson, Dave Weckl all did clinics. And I didn't wow. go to any of those. <laughs> Granted, I was working too. I had to be at the Pearl. Yeah, you things to do. Do the thing, but whatever. Next year. Next year. Yeah. When I was again to bring it back to Daddy's dogs. We oh would, yeah. We would. We would work. Wow, you're going way back. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, listen. When I go back, I go back. I go back. <laughs> uh, we used to work the football games all the time, but people were like, "Oh, dude, you get to work the game? That's so cool!" I'm like, "I'm not Mm-mm. seeing one second of that game, right? Not one second." Me yeah. and a buddy day drank the other day, last Saturday. We we're like, we'll get together and we'll like share pours and we'll like yeah. talk about bourbon and we'll like blind each other on bottles and see if we can guess what it is. Hmm. It's really Man. fun. It's like, but we don't just guess like the brand. We guess like age, year, proof, like all sorts of stuff. But Makes it really fun, like and social and like fun. I need to, hang to find out. like another hobby like that, like that, like, yeah. like not drums, but something I can just go. That's so cool that you're so deep into that. Like, yeah, but we cool. did that. We drank from like one thirty to like 10, 10, 11, and it was like you're watching college football. Yep, yeah. we're watching football, watching the Michigan game mostly, and then the LSU game or backwards. But I was like, I was fine. I like my wife drove home though. I was like, you should drive. Yeah, yeah. I feel fine, but like 
I've definitely had enough to drink. Like, yeah. I clearly yeah. shouldn't drive. Yeah. So you she drove home and I got in bed and I was like, normally I know when I get in bed, that's when I, that's when it usually all hits me. <laughs> and it didn't. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I feel, I guess I'm okay. I, good. Yeah. I drank a good amount of water. I was like, cool. I guess I'm fine. Nope. <laughs> Woke up the next day. Horrendous headache. Yeah. I was like, no. Oh, it lasts all day, right? right? The whole day. Yeah. I was like, well, I'm useless today. <laughs> Damn it. Luckily, the new Call yeah. of Duty had just come out. So I was like, hey. see you later. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> no tracking to do. Yep. No tracking, nowhere to be. I was like, video gaming all day. Yeah. Is that yeah. a big you hobby of yours? Yeah, I yeah. like video games a nice. lot. Did you have problems with it like everyone else did? What do you mean by problems? problems? People were like, I, I saw just a ton of complaints oh, the online game? about the new. The new oh, COD. yeah, of course. Yeah. But I'm fighting through it. I yeah. don't care. I'm like fighting through it. I love the Call of Duty games. Yeah. I love the multiplayer. Yeah. And I like Warzone. It's really fun. Um, the Warzone's super buggy right now. It, re- it released yesterday, I think. It's like the first day. Gotcha. So it's super buggy. But so, it's free if you guys have Xboxes or call or PS4s or anything. No anymore. I do, I do have a PS4. What's besides that, what what do you what have you enjoyed playing through? What do you mean? Like video games? Mm-hmm. Or um I play a lot of PGA 2K21 right now. Okay. It's so like the golf game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two I'm a streams. big golfer now. Big <laughs> yeah. golfer. Really? Yeah. yeah. Pandemic really brought it out of me. Nice. I understand that. Yeah. I love golfing. I just got like obsessed. You ever, you, you know, Jake Summers? Yeah. You ever golf with him here? No, but we've been trying to. Yeah. Jake's another open handed drummer. Yes, it's he really is. full yeah. circle. We had him on the yes. podcast. <laughs> yes, he is. Yeah. And, and yeah. to bring, I mentioned this last podcast too, but he's the, he's the only guy ever who brought us food. He was Aww. like, hey, he was like, it's a New Yorker. Hey, he came with a pie. Yeah, he was like, yeah, he's should I bring a pizza? I'm like, what? But even know how to respond to that question. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know what should to I say. bring a pizza? Uh, I'm not going to say no. Bring yeah. a pizza. Yes, yeah. go you for should it. bring a pizza. Thousand percent. I love that guy. That's he's funny. a sweetheart. He's like the sweetest. Yeah. yeah. Dude. Speaking of Jake, and you mentioned, you know, Aaron Sterling. Who are some other drummers, producers? in Nashville that you look up to or mm. hang out with? I mean, Aaron Steele's another one. I've Aaron Steele. been yeah. loving his drumming a lot. Um, I would consider him a friend, uh, Fred Eltringham. I don't know if you guys know I don't that. know him, actually. So Fred is Cheryl Crow's drummer. Okay. So he is also low-key, probably one of yep. the most hired session guys in town that yeah. you don't know about. Mm-hmm. I love him so much. And you should write his name down. Uh, because 100%. Yeah. He is, I think, one of, I think he just has one of the best grooves in town. Like, it's just so unique. You said so Eltringham? Cool. Yeah, Fred Eltringham. Huh. I don't think he has Instagram. I think when people like tag him in photos, they just hashtag him. So if yeah. you look up his hashtag, you'll see wow. pictures of him. See, it's Dude. funny. Like we can, and we could, you know, talk about the benefits of social media all day, but like there's always those the sleepers, right? Those guys yeah. that like are yeah. killing it. Yep. And they're not, no one really knows who they are, but yeah. like, it doesn't matter to them. Doesn't matter. And they don't, you know, that's the thing. They didn't need it though. Yeah. Right. Like we grew up in a time where you kind of have True. to do that. True. Or you're going to get lost or you just have to get really, really lucky yeah. to be in the right situation at the right time, playing for the right artist. Yeah. For you, someone to be like, oh, do you know who Justin Tyson is? No, I don't. He mm-hmm. plays for uh, Robert Glasper. Oh, OK. So he, he's like, so Justin is like one of the guys and he didn't even have social media at all until I think like this year. Yeah. I've, I've seen him zero, but he would always pop like, OK, so he had that gig and then he had... um. I don't know if he's still playing with them, but he was for a while. He's playing with Now versus Now, which was Mark Giuliana's gig oh. before before that. And I'm like, so he took over for Mark. Zero social media. Like he's the fucking man. He rips. Look yeah. up, check him out. He's unbelievable. Just as far uh, as far as ability and taste and ideas, he's amazing. 
But yeah, like he's he's a guy who somehow by word of mouth, by just by relationship, was being pushed into these other things mm-hmm. just by being a complete savage. Yeah. Okay. It can be done. It can. It can. Oh, it definitely can be done. Totally. But it for sure puts more pressure on those relationships rather than on just like, okay, I, I can yeah. just have when you have a social media. Your thing, your business card exists in the world, and anyone. Yeah, can yeah just you're, come you're giving it. yourself that chance, right? That big bubble right. for someone to find, right? And the yeah. obvi- there are obvious drawbacks to it. People talk about it all the time. Drawbacks. Like, yeah, we get you sucked into this thing. Yeah. I feel the pressure of doing this. Thing. I'm like, okay, yeah, but if you just put up a few things, you don't have to be like revealing your whole life story. No, if you want, if you want to put in as much work as as like you have, and create something great. That it can get you lots of work as it's as obviously helped yeah. you and it's fantastic but you can you can exist without it you, yeah either yeah. way you can win that's my point absolutely beautifully yeah. said no, i agree yeah. as we're kind of approaching the new year give us kind of what's upcoming for you and where people can get a hold of you i'm going to yeah. australia which will be fun. there you go when uh march so okay. that'll be fun this with madeline yeah okay. um but that's other than that like there's no like tours nothing set up but really going to try to dig into like really playing a lot of sessions next year which Hell of course yeah. people everyone would love to but right. i'm just gonna make a real real push yeah. to do it just yeah. to be like well if i don't have a super busy year with madeline Devin's kind of on hiatus right now so i'm like well yeah might as well invest into myself and really take the time and even if i have to disappear for six months and just make videos and yeah. work stupid jobs just to yeah. make, make rent whatever i'll, I'll well, do it because yeah. it's worth it in the long run yeah but, well so you, I think you've proven yeah. that that's that will be efficacious for you, right? Right. That's a, that's our, that's already a proven fact. So yeah, yeah. If you so, if you yeah. just spent four months doing nothing but putting out cool shit like that, that would probably provide for you for the rest of the year. Would hope so. Yeah. But you never know. I could get a call tomorrow and could change the entire year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She yeah. Could, Madeline could get a call tomorrow and be like, "Oh, we're on tour the whole year again." Like, yeah, there it is. Because that's what happened with the Stapleton tour. So right. it was like overnight. It was like, "Oh shit, we're on a tour the whole year." Yeah. So, damn. I'm excited to see where you go next, man. Yeah. Where would you like people to come find you? Oh, um, Instagram's great, mostly. I mean, Instagram, Kipling Allen is my Instagram. But I've got everything YouTube, Twitter. Are you on the talk now? The TikTok? Yep. I'm on the TikTok. (laughs) I just, I basically post the same videos I post on Instagram. Yeah. I do that a lot more. Yeah. Same kind of idea. I'm thinking about trying to play to the TikTok crowd to see if I can get it to pop off, but I also just don't give a shit. Yeah. Because that's like those rhythm trends now or just something. Whatever. Just try to do it more. But I don't know. I see people trying and it doesn't hit. And I'm like, it just feels like a waste of my time. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's only for that. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like that'll get me work. I don't feel exactly. like that'll give me, maybe it'll give me a gig somewhere, but like, will it be the gig I really want? Probably yeah. not. Yeah. All right. Um, All right. Perfect. I think Great. that's it. Yeah, that's it. Thank you for being here. Thanks for listening to this episode of the National Drummers Podcast. If you liked it, please consider leaving us a review on the Apple Podcast app. Also, check out our new website, NashvilleDrummersPodcast.com. And if you're not already following us on Instagram, you can follow us at Nashville Drummers Podcast. This episode was recorded at Diamond Sound Studios located in Nashville, Tennessee. Sponsored by Music Lab Nashville. Production by The Wise Company. Thank Thank you for listening, listening, and we'll see you in the next episode. episode.